gonna come in now. I'm just coming hey. in now. Oh, hello. Here we are. Oh, hello. We're here. Hi. There it is. Hey. All right. Sound wave. Hi. Hey. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Rick, and this is Eric with me. Hi. That's I, it. That's all. That's, that's all. all you get this week. You don't get any of our last names or anything like that. Well, you don't get any Carlos this week. No, no Gargolos. Nope. Nope. Spencer and uh, Casey are here, but they're upstairs not participating. Because they don't like music. So, you know, the ninja at Blind Ninja Studios, if you want to bitch at Casey for that, so. <laughs> Go for it. Do it. He deserves it. He deserves Little it. bitch. What a, what a dick. What a twat. What a twat. Twat. What a twat. So much twat. So, Rick. What's up? What have you been listening to this week, my friend? Oh, you know, I've been listening to an assortment of things. Um, Just flipping on the radio and stuff comes on. But there was a song that I heard. You you go first, because I'm going to try to remember which song it was that I heard that oh, made me happy that I heard it. Oh, me go first? Yeah. Um, crap, man. I really actually haven't had a lot of time this week to listen to anything. I've just been like, work has been really, really, really busy, and I couldn't put my phone on and just do stuff and listen to music. Okay. I'm, I'm really not very caught up. Okay. I, I found the song, though. So. Okay. Well, let's switch it back to you. What yeah, do, I'll save the day. Let me ask you once again, Rick, what have you been listening to? Well, I... Oh, fucking... He, oh, got it. Got he, it. Oh, no. I, it's oh. Something... It's a, th- a thing happened. He fucked Doesn't it matter. up. He saved it's fine. it. He fucked yep. it up and he saved um, it again. It's called Cinematic by Motionless and White. It was on my Zune on Shuffle and it popped up and I was like, I haven't heard this in a while and I cool. like it. Cool. And this is it. These are the guys that look like Marilyn Manson, right? Yes. Because they sound like... <laughs> in a, yeah, in some a, it, that industrial sound. There. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely inspired by him. Yeah, definitely. But they have some cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. No, I know a couple of their songs. They're, they're pretty good. Yep. And that inspired me to listen to more, so I listened to America as well a lot. This is one I know. Yeah. I love this song. This is very dirty industrial yeah. music right here. Yep. This is like you get high on some kind of drug and then fuck some goth girl while listening to this. Heroin. Yeah, probably yeah. heroin. Yeah. Yep. It's good music, though. They're, they're good at what they do. Yeah. It's not my favorite band or anything, but... No. Something I listen to sometimes. They got that got that industrial goth sound down. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's it's cool to listen to. But it makes me feel all dark and gothy if I listen to it too much. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's like the same thing with me and the Smiths. Like, I love the Smiths, but if I listen to them way too much, I get depressed. Right. I mean, really depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. I'm like, oh, heaven knows I'm miserable now because I'm so sad. Oh, it's the Smiths. Yeah. And I mean, you can listen to some... ABBA or whatever if you want but you start feeling too gay <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly few minutes exactly yeah, I mean you can listen to all the ABBA you want but then you know after two or three songs you're like am I am I supposed to be taking it in the butt right now am I gay am I gay 
let me, I better listen to some Springs to get rid of this gay. <laughs> Do you think that's what they use in those like gay, like those, those Christian camps where they turn you not gay? Pray the gay they, away. They, yeah, yeah, pray the gay away. They play you Bruce Springsteen songs all the time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Springsteen's not like the manly beard man. No. But Bruce Springsteen's definitely heterosexual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely, it's a definitely straight man listening music. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. funny. I don't think I, there's any gay people that like Springsteen. Pro, I, they, no, there probably is, but probably. they're just but they're like you know uh, I not would, normal. I would yeah they they would rather listen to Erasure first and then they would go with Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, that's that. Um, we also have a couple of new releases that came out. No oh, fuck. We do. No, we, yep. Yeah. Um, Coldplay released a new album. Do you know how I know that you're gay? Because I listen to Coldplay? Exactly. I don't listen to Coldplay, though. Oh, okay. But that's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, it is a really good joke. Because <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, that's another band. You listen to a couple songs, and you're like, oh, I, I'm gay now. I'm totally gay. <laughs> but they, they released an album called Ghost Stories. Actually, I'm going to venture in and see what Coldplay sounds like. Um, dude, I... Oh... I'm going to see what Coldplay sounds like now. They sound just as gay as ever. Probably still gay, but I'm going to see. Yep, still gay. Still gay. Alrighty. Dude, all like the the past couple weeks on YouTube, I've uh like usually YouTube I go and I listen to my music when you know when I get home from work and chilling out for like an hour or so. And I keep on getting all these Coldplay advertisements and the music video that they have, I, it's just so gosh darn gay. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's just it's, it's queer. It's queer as as fuck. Queer, queer. It's from The Simpsons. Yeah, queer, queer, queer. <laughs> so gay, um, dude. But also, we have one that's a little cooler. It's REM. Uh, nice release day. It's actually a 1991 to 2001, the complete sessions unplugged. Nice. So it's a bunch of acoustics. There's actually two CDs. First one has 17 songs. So the second one has 16. So that's actually a pretty good value. For oh, yeah. Thir- I, for I would imagine. Bucks. And, and yeah. plus, I, uh, just whatever they do on there, uh, you, do you have some, a couple samples? I got some samples. To say goodbye, to leaving quiet at radio. One of their classic songs. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. We've also got this one. Everyone knows. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world. That's nice. I'm, I actually might have, really have to check that one out. I, I like REM. Yeah, That's I one of those bands that I grew up with. You know, so. Yeah. However, well, everyone who was in the 90s heard of REM. Yeah. 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 Listen I mean, to yourself, turn. It's a good band. Yeah, it's a good band. So. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. They released like a whole uh, decade of acoustic. <coughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <coughs> beer goes down the wrong tube. And what was uh, what was the one you wanted? Um, to mention? The one I, that I have is uh, Neville Staple, uh, the original Rude Boy and former vocalist for the hit UK band The Specials. It's returning with a brand new album of original and classic ska material for all you ska fans out there. Called ska crazy. Oh, it's it's Stone Cold Crazy, man. Stone Stone Cold. No, it's called Ska Crazy. Oh the fuck, album. man! He fucked me all up on that. But I'm gonna play a sample from it. Yeah, who you play one? I'm going to. Uh, 
Not a lot of popularity here. No. Let's play the farmyard connection. We do. I dance with. We gotta do what we do because we can't draw a We gotta earn a living. It ain't everybody's bag, but when I was a kid, I was totally into ska. It's a special. Well, hey, this shit. is almost like like reggae ska. Uh, well, reggae and ska kind of go hand in hand. They do. The, the, the big difference between reggae and ska is the horn section. Like ska is a horn section. Reggae, they don't. Well, when I when I think of a uh, ska, I guess I think a lot of the aquabats. And well, you're you're thinking like more second like, wave. Like you're ska punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's second wave ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or third wave. I'm sorry. That's third wave ska. Yeah, but but still. Uh, it's cool. Uh, it's cool to see that you know the specials are still putting stuff out there. They're still on the on the label, and it's cool. Nice. Um, we have th- the farmyard connection dub mix. Same thing. I'm pretty sure that's the same, <laughs> same thing. Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, the the one real cool thing I thought about this uh, album though was uh, you can get it on a special colored vinyl, which is the checkerboard ska oh, yeah. uh, print. You know, yeah, which is real cool. Yeah, see that right there. Yep, vinyl, twenty four bucks. Yeah, not not too bad. Oh, it's vinyl price, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right, <clears throat> so that's our new releases. But now we're gonna hand it over to Eric for news. Wow. Justin Timberlake swept the Billboard Music Awards Sunday night. The pop star scooped a total of seven gongs at the prize giving held at the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas. Justin Timberlake scored top prizes, including top male artist and top artist. I've said top like eight times already. A category which <laughs> saw up. him compete against Miley Cyrus, Imagine Dragons, Bruno Mars, and Katy Perry. Imagine Dragons was also a big winner, scoring a total of five awards, including top duo slash group and top 100 artist. Uh, oh. I, I, Justin Timberlake's a cool guy. What awards were those? That was the uh, Billboard Music Awards. Ah, okay. Not the Grammys, but one underneath the Grammys. Billboard. Yeah. yeah. Matters just as little. Just a, just <laughs> a, a skosh little less than the Grammys. But in other Billboard Music Award news, Michael Jackson gave a posthumous performance at the Billboard Music Awards. The late star's hologram appeared on stage at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas Sunday night, shortly after the May 13th release of his album, Escape. The hologram performed a slave to the rhythm from the chart... uh, tart... From the chart-topping record, which features eight songs and guest vocals by none other than Justin Timberlake. Billboard Music Awards executive producer Larry Klein told The Hollywood Report that the show was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. That's gay. Fans, meanwhile, gave mixed feelings about the history-making performance. Some called it amazing and electrifying. Others, however, simply wrote it off as, God damn, that's fucking creepy. I think it's gay. You think it's gay? I think it's stupid. Why do you think it's stupid? I fucking just the guy's dead. Just let him be dead. Uh, Off with the hologram, fucking yeah, I, MJ do, do, walking around. I, I agree too, and they they do the same thing with like Tupac. Like Tupac yeah. has more posthumous albums released than he did when he was alive, and it's like, dude, like just because you got some 
demo tape of him, like a 45 second song, doesn't mean something that's really worth putting right. out there. I mean, you can put it on the internet and like that'd be fine, but it, with, with the hologram shit, nah. Yeah. But stop it. The, the one thing with Michael Jackson, though, is that he had um, in his house, they, they have. He had a vault of almost twelve hundred songs that he recorded, like his his own music material mm-hmm. that you know that people haven't seen the light of day. And Michael Jackson, all you can say about him, the guy was a talented musician. So, oh yeah, I mean it could be interesting. You know, what, I got nothing against what they dig out music. Him, I'm just yeah, and I, I'm fine with weird. the I'm it's, fine it's with weird. the releasing yeah. the music after they're dead. It's just fucking with the holographic performance. Yeah. That's stupid. Let him go. You know, I just let him go. I don't know why, but I just think that's really stupid. It is, and I, I don't like it. I agree. And e- even the the album cover of the, this last one that they released, this Escape album, is it's creepy. I, yeah. I mean, it, it's like it's like a photo of him that was taken like fifteen years ago. You know, it, I, I don't know. It's just just something something weird about it. Anyway, well, what is this box, by the way? <clears throat> What is that? That box. <laughs> There's like a glass box here. I don't it's know. For dice. Uh, it's it, cool looking. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Fallout Boy wants their latest uh, album release to be a legacy. The American Quartet released Save Rock and Roll last year, and the record features collaborations with musicians such as Elton John and Courtney Love. It marks their fifth studio album, and bass player Pete Wentz thinks their music is more important now than ever, as if they have relatives to support. There's a legacy at this point. This is my Pete Wentz voice because he's real That's good. That's a good one. He's stupid. There is a legacy at this point. Everything has to be for like the legacy of Fallout Boy. It has to be important because we all have families back home now. So like everything that we do has to be important enough for us to like leave the country for. He explained to VH1.com. Frontman Patrick Stump was keen to focus on the album as a whole rather than just than just tracks on the recording. He believes save and Ro- uh, save rock and roll is a distinct sound which isn't heard by many artists these days. I call bullshit. Fall Out Boy sucks, yeah. and they will never do anything that's pivotal I'm to music. I'm actually surprised that people are still talking about Fall Out Boy. That's Me some, too. the real news, I think. Oh my God, do you want to talk about such a horrible band and then they think that they're uh, that they're somehow culturally relevant? I'm just waiting <laughs> that for them to die, just like All American Rejects did. <laughs> the best thing that they ever did was Pete Wentz's interview on Howard Stern when they started poking, poking at him because, you know, he was, you know, tight ball sack hugging pants and wearing mm-hmm. makeup and shit and they were like dude are you gay and he's like no 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 i'm not gay and they're yeah. like dude seriously are you sure. gay and he's like no 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 I'm not, I'm not gay i'm not gay dude are you gay and then finally he comes out like saying that he's had sex with dudes before and stuff ah. <laughs> best thing fallout boy ever did gay as fuck yep moving on gayer than Coldplay. gayer than Coldplay. pete once there you go you did know, you like- i know you're gay you you listen to Fallout Boy? Yeah, it's, ah. that's the new one. <laughs> it's the new one. Did you like my Pete Wentz voice? By the way, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty. Actually, that is actually kind of how yeah. he sounds too. Oh, yeah, very gay, very gay. Okay, he sounds a little more snobby. Yeah, I but... could have put a little more dickery into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have like at least two dicks in your mouth. <laughs> at least two dicks, uh, two dicks in your mouth, and one ball sack in your hand. Yeah, while I mean talk. he. Well, yeah, and. And some more dicks, because he's six dicks gay. Yeah, he's dude, he's eight dicks gay, if you ask me. Yeah, but six dicks like kind of flows together. Six dicks gay. Six dicks gay. I like yeah. it. That, that that's that's my phrase for something that's really gay. Really gay. Like Fallout Boy. They're six dicks gay. Fallout Boy is six dicks gay. Yeah. I like it. That's the new official term. Okay. Good. 
Moving on. Sound wave approved terms. Sound wave approved terms. Six dicks gay. Keith Richards thinks Bob Dylan is a nasty little bitch. <laughs> the Rolling Stones rocker is one of several stars who has contributed to a list Wait, of. Did he say that? Like he, those words? In quotations. <laughs> Keith Richards thinks Bob Dylan is a nasty little bitch. <laughs> I love Keith Richards. Dude, the guy's 89 years old and has heroin flowing through his veins. That's he's the awesome. best way to insult Dude, he's anyone. Fucking, he's a nasty... Well, let me say it in a more British accent. Keith Richards thinks Bob Dylan is a nasty little bitch. You're a nasty little bitch. <laughs> That's all that we have to talk about for this news article. That's all you have to say. Why does he think that? Well, the Rolling Stones rocker is one of several stars who has contributed to a list of 101 albums people should listen to before they die. Keith's choice was Bob's uh, 1966 classic, Blonde on Blonde, which he thinks is masterful, even if it's slightly painful to admit. He showed you that rock and roll didn't need to be quite so restricted by the verse-course-verse formula. He explained to, I don't know what this uh, shorthand is, NME, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean. New music in- enterprise? I don't know. We all pushed each other over on these. Uh, 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 we all pushed each other on in those days. Bob's a nasty little bitch. I rem- remember him saying to me, I could have written Satisfaction, Keith, but you couldn't have written Desolation Row. I said, well, you're right there, Bob. <laughs> Desolation Row was a shitty song anyway. He yeah. should have said Rolling Stone because, you know, bum the Rolling Stones. I New Musical Express is what it is. So you're close. New Musical Express. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? New Musical Enterprise? Yeah. I was very close. That's very cool. Close, yeah. Very cool. All right. Why well, are you ready for who gives a fuck? News? I am so ready. We need to make a buffer for who gives a fuck we, news. We really do. It should Even probably be a Miley Cyrus clip. It should be. <laughs> Maybe we can find Miley Cyrus saying, who gives a fuck? Wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to get a quick buffer here. Okay. Well, find us one real quick. I will uh, keep on talking into the microphone because that's okay. what they pay me to do. Here is... Ugh, she's gross looking. Um, <laughs> that should be our buffer right there. Who gives a fuck? Uh, uh, she's gross looking. Here we go. This is who gives a fuck news. <laughs> there we go. That's a good. That Thank actually you. worked out pretty Thank well. Thank you for the new buffer. This one. This one is so exciting. So exciting. Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame is apparently planning to release his debut album, and I quote with air quotes, soon. The 28-year-old British star rose to fame as broody vampire Edward Cullen in the Twilight film franchise. But the actor's purported pal Brady Corbet tells the UK newspaper The Sun, Sun, fans will see Robert shift direction in his career in the not-too-distant future. He's been busy producing his first album, which will be coming soon, Brady said, because he's British, so I said it like that. Mm -hmm. The album wouldn't be Rob's first time behind the mic. He also recorded two songs for the Twilight soundtrack, Never Think and Let Me Sign. As the Sun reports, uh, Rob recently said, until now, he never took his music very seriously. I don't take your music very seriously either, Robert Pattinson. Neither do I. I just played in pubs and stuff. He once remarked. 
You know what's the worst about it is it's gonna suck ass, but it's gonna, it's gonna be, be like the next big thing oh, yeah. on all the pop stations well, because yeah. it's him. Because it's ro- it's gonna be all like auto tune, fucking. Yeah, and there's gonna crap. be like fourteen year old girls getting wet all over the country for it. I need to get into this rotten prep. Rotten, rotten, no, you don't. I just game. said fourteen year old girls. Wait, oh shit! Oh god! <laughs> correct myself. Correct myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know, dude. It. It's who gives a fuck news. Robert Pattinson making music. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I don't. I don't give a shit about that. And it's I, n- but I, but I do wish it wouldn't happen. I, I would pay twenty dollars to make it not like, happen. I am. I'm not too upset about it because I don't really listen to the radio anymore. That's where it's going to be. Yeah. But if I was still listening to radio and shit, I would be pissed because well, that yeah. that's going to be all over. And you got to think too. This show is for people that actually like music mm-hmm. and not for people that just follow some kind of fucking bandwagon. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> that you like that? Nice. You like that? Nice. There we go. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about that? Who gives a fuck? We need a buffer. We're gonna launch into the theme. Oh, porn theme. Oh God, I love this theme, baby. Mm, I want to leave this theme right smooth. down by the fire. Yeah. Sweet love to this theme. Yeah. Sweet love. Ow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you fucking goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus <laughs> after listening to that one. Yes. Yes, you are. And today on Soundwave... For our theme, we are going to be discussing musicians who created music and before getting there, overcame adversity in their lives or while they were there, like the example of the drummer from Def Leppard. He's only got one motherfucking arm. One arm. One arm. And that happened after they were a band, but that's still a hell of a feat to overcome. Actually, Especially being a drummer. Possibly even more because you already drummed with two hands. Now you only have one and you have to relearn while you're in a professional band. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and at the time, a huge, yeah. huge band. I mean, Def Leppard, to me. He lost his arm at the height of their success. Yeah, 86, I think yeah. it was, when he lost his arm. I mean, fuck. Shit. And he comes back two years later and fucking just nails it. Yeah. And he's still a great fucking drummer. Still. Still. I mean, custom. With one drum, arm. With one guy. I can't even drum with. I couldn't. I could not drum, Rick. I could not drum with four arms. I couldn't either. This guy does it with one. I know. God damn. That's it's, overcoming it's pretty, adversity. I, I mean, I couldn't drum with four arms and four brains, one to control each one. I couldn't drum if I had eight 15-inch cocks. Yeah, well... I mean, and I, would, I was banging my cock on the, all the drums. Well, I mean, I that, that sounds hard for anyone, but... It's, I'm just saying. We're just saying. Just we're not saying. drummers. We're not drummers. <laughs> but he is. And he's very good. Actually, we should play a Def Leppard. Sure. We could play some Def Leppard. All what's a, what's something that came out after his... Uh, oh, dude... I can't even. I do, I'm not really that big into know. that genre. I don't um, know. We'll we'll just play one. That anything after it's popular. Love bites. I don't know if this came out after his arm. I don't think so. I want to say that this is probably before pre-arm situation. Um, dude, what's the one from that that music video that they they had? And it was like a bunch of questions. I, this is completely off. Yeah, I'm, but it was. No, I know what you're talking about. You know um, what I'm talking about. What what song was that? That was after he lost his arm. Because uh, that was in the early 90s. 
But you remember that music video, right? Something like this should should probably be after that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. This is this is post arm loss. Post arm loss of Def Leppard. I cannot even drum like that with, with Yeah. With, and it's not the most hardcore drumming, but it's still good. Yeah, and you'd have uh, doing it with one arm mm-hmm. and playing the snare with his foot is what he's doing now. Like he's got his own custom rig. Yeah. You know, and he plays and he has like the different. thing with the stick on yeah, it. That, right. Almost like a hi hat with yeah. the stick. Yeah, right. I mean it's 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 crazy to do that with one arm, you know. Yeah. It's insane. So that's that's kind of our intro to the the whole thing. It's it's people and it doesn't necessarily have to be people who lost limbs. No, uh, no, 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 no. Just people who who had a tough time getting to where they got but then became you know, yeah, big or, people in music. Yeah, or, or, or just made good music. Or just fucked up times. I mean, everybody's got fucked up times, but there are some right. that have it worse than others. Right. You know, so. There's there's some people who've gone through, through some shit. Yep. And then made made music. So we have uh, one from you. Uh, 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 I'm typing it in wrong. That's a very hard one to type. This one is um, Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards. Lars, Lars Fredrickson is from the band Rancid. Okay. Um, and this is off his first solo album with his, his group, The Bastards, uh, a song called Campbell, California. But when you told me the topic, this is the first song I thought of because this is exactly it's it's the lyrics and all that is exactly what you were talking about. I mean, it right. talks about how having a shitty life growing up rough. You know, uh, the guy grew up with a single mom in, you know, the, the late 70s before it was like nowadays, like it's popular now for to have 16-year-old single common, moms. Yeah. You know, it's, it's common. This was not common at his time. He's dirt poor. You know, poor is dirt, and that's why, you know, he's a punk rocker. Right. But, you know, he he got past all that, uh, dropping out of high school, all that stuff, you know, go on to be one of, if not the biggest musician, biggest groups in punk. You sure. Know, it's Rancid. Well, yeah, I mean, Rancid's fucking, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely some tough stuff growing up, fucked up and oh, yeah. poor. Oh yeah. Um, so so what you got coming up, Rick? I have a, a guy who faced definite physical adversity. Um, it's Beethoven. Oh, Ludwig Beethoven. Beethoven. Oh, Ludwig. Yeah, yeah. He uh, sure as shit. Did, well, not, did not if, have a. If people don't know, um, Beethoven was deaf by the age of six. Uh, he was composing music. He, was, he wasn't that. completely deaf. He, well, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was deaf. He was deaf by the end of his music career. Yeah, I mean, he was and he was, could hardly hear when was, he did most sucks. of his music. Yeah, well, all the all the really popular Beethoven songs that you know are you know ones that he did when he could. He he. Uh, I mean, they have stories of him. You know, he would sit at his uh, at his keyboard or at his piano with his ear right up to it because he couldn't hear it. But this guy composed the most beautiful music in the world, and it's right. insane. It's insane to think. And obviously, we don't have any clips from his actual no, playing of it. No, right? no, yeah, <laughs> these are his compositions. Then, right? <clears throat> but even still, I mean, he wrote every single piece of this. Yeah, you know. So, as deaf guy, as as fucking deaf. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is definite. You, Adversity. Did, did you know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Did you know he wrote that when he was four years old? Is that a Beethoven? That's Beethoven. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess I never even knew. Yep. 
four years old. Oh, what was, were you doing yeah. when you were four years old? <laughs> Fucking chewing on, chewing on crayons. Yeah, I was shitting on my hand and smearing it in the bathroom wall. You were eating crayons. This guy's composing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> shows how stupid we are compared we, to Beethoven. We are dumb as shit compared to Beethoven. <laughs> but I bet you he was autistic, or at least on some kind of that spectrum. Yeah. He brought, he, he had to focus somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't a normal kid. No, well, right. he wasn't a normal person, period. No, no. So He had a huge temper oh, as, yeah. as far well, as was, what I've he heard. He was nasty. Well, that's why I say he's probably probably was some sort of autistic. But, you know, if you uh, if you compose music for a living and you can't hear it, you're probably going to be pissed. I would be pissed <laughs> if that's so, the one thing in your life that you really love and is never going to be taken from you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's taken from you because you can't hear anymore? <laughs> right. yeah, I'd be a little fucking miffed. Yeah. That's, a little, that's, that's, just be a little miffed. It's a rough one, yeah. Oh, that's a fucking rough one. <laughs> so we have another one from you. Yes, we do. Um, in no particular <laughs> order. Um, I, I, I went in order, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I forgot what order I writ, wrote it in. But um, I, I chose the, for the next one, Miles Davis. Uh, Miles Davis is the, the a master blues musician, and this guy just grew up in the early twenties as Davis? a as a black man. I mean, guy had had some shit. You know, he had a, a rough rough life being poor and being black. It's horrible, but he goes on to make some great fucking tunes, just like this one right here. It's called "So What." So what? Just sit back and listen to the tunes, baby. Mmm, that's smooth. That's very smooth. That's one cool cat right that's there. one cat daddy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. And, and uh, yeah, Miles Davis, I mean... Everybody knows who Miles Davis right. is. If peeing in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis, basically, is what the saying goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? That's from Billy Madison, dude. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah, if peeing in your pants is cool, consider okay. me Miles Davis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play you. Bitches Brew. Okay. Because that has a lot more oomph to it than So What, but So What's an awesome song. But this one's called Bitches Brew. Bitches Brew. <laughs> Just trippy. That jazz. What do they call this? Swag jazz or some crap like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. No, it's just weird stuff, dude. This is, I mean, this is, this is what, you, when you were high on heroin in the 50s, this is <laughs> yeah. what you listened to. Yeah. It was this. <laughs> Elephants. Sure. Crazy stuff, man. All right. Well, um, I definitely have, oh, shit, I, I don't know why I just typed that in. Um. Uh, from from the used Burt McCracken, Dick McCracken. This is not his name, but yeah. Um, he Burt McCracken was grew up Mormon in Utah. Oh shit, really? Yeah. In a he, band like was, the Used? Yeah. Wow. No, that's uh. So he grew up Mormon in Utah, and that's some adversity right there compared that, to the kind of music he does now. That really is. Um. And then he got addicted to crystal meth when he was like 15. Oh, shit, me too, man. <laughs> so Fuck. he definitely didn't have a, a 
easy time getting no, to fame. No, yeah, well, I mean, he had to ditch uh, crystal meth. Yeah, obviously. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, different path he walked, though. I mean, right. And this is one that's well known. The guy has a great voice. He can do a lot of stuff with his voice. Whether or not you like the style of music, he can do stuff with his voice that's incredible. Right. And to come from such a a, a weird background as, yeah. as Mormons in, in Utah would be up to come exactly. from that. I mean, it, it said... Uh, like the crystal meth thing, that's like, oh, that's no big fucking deal. Oh, right. Crystal meth, who, who cares? You know, right. fucking heroin, crystal meth, whatever. But a goddamn Mormon? Right. And like when you come from a Mormon reading about him, his initial rebellion against his parents when he was like 13 and 12 was uh, going to churches that weren't Mormon. What? That was rebellion. Oh my God, that kid's a fucking bastard. <laughs> and then, uh, then it just progressed into crystal meth. Wow. But this, so he uh, goes from go worshiping at churches that aren't Mormon to smoking meth? Right. Well, wow. I mean, uh, not like overnight. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, over a couple Sundays. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's... I, I, some of it's kind of self-inflicted adversity, but also right. he was 15 and he was raised in such a hardcore religion a, that... A fundamentalist. Right. Yeah. That it's... I mean, you can't fully blame him for doing it. You can't say that you understand why he did it, but no. it's... He was a little. He was a kid, and he was just rebelling, and then got twisted up in some shit. Right. So you know that's got, still tough shit to break oh out yeah. of, and then come in and get clean and become a musician, big time. Because I mean, you're not going to be a successful musician if you're on crystal meth. No, no not at all. It's something you got to kick and, before you do it. And uh, I mean, the used aren't necessarily like a. Um, they're not a radio band by any means, Mm-mm. but I mean, in the circle. They're huge. Yeah, you know? they're, um, they're they're well. Huge. Actually, uh, some of their stuff has been on the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, it's not but like a no. It's not, dude. They're not the fucking Backstreet Boys or whatever. No, you know? no, no, they're not like a song, a band that you'd always hear in the radio. This is actually the first song that he wrote. Um, it's called Maybe Memories, and it was a band that didn't have a singer, and he they gave him a song that didn't have any lyrics or anything. Uh-huh. And this is what, like the. Not the exact lyrics, but the, he wrote it and immediately got the part with maybe memories or the song that became that. Maybe it won't play though. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna reckon that it won't play. It's it's not playing. <laughs> nope, ain't gonna play. That's a real bummer because I just gave it a big intro. I'm gonna make sure it plays though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jack with it. There you go. Type stuff into your computer, Rick. I'm doing it. I'm Rick fixing it. Rick is super computer hacking right now yeah. to get this to play for you folks. There, there it goes. Go. What a hacker. So we're going to skip ahead a little. So yeah, this is uh, Maybe Memories. is like audition song. Yeah. It sounds kind of like Switchfoot. Only... Not as pussy. Yeah. Still pussy, but not as pussy. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like even, it sounds, a lot of people, and I don't want to get too much into this discussion about different types of preferences. You can dislike or like them, but his his voice, Talented. it yeah. sounds like uh, 
He's kind of just yelling, but he man- manipulates his vocal yeah. cords a lot to, well, the guy's to get that sound. He's t- very talented. And it, it takes talent. Whether yep. or not you like it, that's a different matter. Right. But, yeah. Because you know me, I'm, I, I can be very impartial to certain sounds, right. but I can at least respect that the guy has talent. Yeah. I might I mean, not want to yeah. go and listen to the album, but I can say the, oh, guy, the guy is very talented. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, I guess moving on, this one probably could come as a surprise to a lot of people it's um tony iomi from black sabbath um when he was a, a young man in england was in a uh, accident at his work at a sheet metal factory and he lost uh the tips of his middle and ring finger on his guitar playing hand his right hand you know that he uses to fret um and he but at the time was real big into playing guitar and you know he thought he would quit but uh he heard a, a album by a, a a musician with a similar uh disability sure. i guess you would say and uh invented his own playing style um he tried to he tried well he was left-handed and he tried to play right-handed couldn't do it um so he decided to get a left-handed guitar he uh, strung it with banjo strings and would dip his fucked up fingers into plastic uh, oh. and play like that and that's what gives them like a really distinctive style he's not playing with guitar strings he's playing that's with banjo strings and basically what it, what equips the, the plastic caps on the tips of his fingers that's interesting very, I, very I was cool. not aware yeah. of that uh, I think that's one that a lot of people aren't really aware of I mean these guys Black Sabbath Everybody knows the fuck right. Black Sabbath. Is, yeah, well, you know? everyone knows. Yeah, right. It gives them a, a very distinct style. Uh, I mean, not necessarily the most tragic thing that could ever happen to somebody. Yeah, you know. But it's but still, it's still like he had to overcome. I, I, I imagine losing the tips of, of your first three fingers. Yeah, you know, on, on your dominant hand, what that would be like. Uh, yeah, and you, I mean, I play bass, yeah. and if I could, if I just lost if like lost a little the, bit of the yeah. tips. It I can't be, imagine it would be nay impossible, but you know right. he did it. He and did that, it. And I mean, you have to totally change what you yeah. do. And uh, he totally changed what he did. Totally changed it. That, and that is tough it, to do. Yeah, it goes on to being a a, a band that sold uh, goddamn right. twenty plus. Especially if albums. you're already established as playing an instrument. Yeah, and oh yeah. Like we talked about with the guy from Def Leppard. Right. I mean, that's you got to totally change something you already know. Total, totally different. You know, totally, totally crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Good for him. Good for him. Well, um, my last one is a guy that literally everybody knows. Johnny Cash. Hey, Johnny Cash. And I'm not talking about like the uh, adversity with, you know, trouble with his wife. He kind of caused that shit himself. Yeah. Um, he had but a just, very dirty childhood. Yeah. I mean, he uh, very dirty. And and I, from what I have heard... The movie Walk the Line depicts his childhood pretty well, where his parents were not a fan of him over his brother. Right. They liked his brother a lot better, and they did not like his music. Nope. Um, But also, the fact that before Johnny Cash did the music that he did, that was like like Eminem breaking into rap. Yeah, it was was was, groundbreaking. It was... Yeah. It was black music. Nobody... No white people played that kind of music. Yep. And he went in and ripped it apart and has become one of the most influential people in music. Oh, yeah. Easily. Definitely changed the whole scene of music uh, just with with his songs. 
And everyone knows it. Rock and roll you hear a Johnny Cash song, you know it's Johnny Cash, right. even if it's not a song you've heard before. Right, it's the distinctive voice. Yeah, you can you can tell Johnny Cash's voice. And Johnny Cash was kind of at the forefront in uh, more modern music. Um, for. Showing, because I mean, way back in time, they showed, but he didn't rhyme everything. No, no, and and it still worked. Yeah, and he was kind of at the forefront of that because in the fifties, everyone was rhyming and making little jigs and everything. Right, it, it was very uh, uh, t- t- uh, standardized. Right, you know, yeah, and. Like, think of his contemporary at the time, like Conway Twitty. Right. Like Conway Twitty, I mean, the guy could sing and he could belt out a tune, but it was all just the same standardized stuff. Johnny Cash yeah. was the, the one. Some uh, of Conway Twitty's lyrics were really creepy. Yeah. Oh, well, Talking like, about the, deflowering yeah, virgins and guys, shit. The guy was a little, a little on the other side. A little weird. Yeah. <laughs> But that's where Johnny Cash comes in with like the the whole outlaw side of it, and I, yeah. I think that's where outlaw country got its first real big steps. You know, like guys like him and and um. Well, there is that. I mean, uh, fucking every kid with a leather jacket that smoked and rode motorcycles yeah, was listening all to the, Johnny all Cash the when that came and out, stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah. that was Johnny Cash was kind of the uh, odd man out in music, right? And now he's they, people don't think about it, it because was, now he's uh, such a mainstay yeah, right. in he's music. A, but. Huge, he's like the, the the punk rocker of his times. You know, before the eighties, like punk rock music, yeah. like Johnny Cash was that kind of dude. Yep, you know? he was definitely the outcast of music, and then all became the, yeah. All the outsiders were listening to Johnny Cash, and all the socios were listening to like the Four Tops, mm-hmm. and it's like. Fuck the four tops. I want to listen to Johnny Cash. Yep. Guy talks about stabbing somebody. That's fucking out there, bro. Yep. Yep. I don't think they talk like that, but whatever. You know. <laughs> fucking out there. It's bro, out fucking the out there in the fifties. <laughs> fucking out there, man. Yeah. So I mean, Johnny Cash is definitely one that overcame outside adversity, um, not physical limitations or past like his past he had some past issues from his childhood but he overcame actually people not liking him yeah oh yeah uh, and his fa- his own family yeah that's kind of that's that would be tough for anybody oh yeah you know like i've done some dumbass shit but my family has always been very much in my corner could you imagine right. doing a bunch of dumbass shit and then not having your family in your corner you yeah. know i mean come on it saved me very he, tough. he was definitely a a loner who pushed against oh, the yeah. tide oh yeah um, the last one that I have is uh, probably one of the quintessential rap artists uh, that has come out since rap has been a genre. Uh, the Notorious B.I.G. This guy is a big fat black guy, cockeyed, ugly as a mug. But goddamn, dude, the dude correct. He can spit sixteen bars like no problem. You right. Know? Made money. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm I don't know a lot about Notorious B.I.G., but if if I'm to understand correctly, he uh, was really good at freestyle. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, he was the, the king of freestyling. Yeah, basically. 
I mean, they, you could, you could. There's, there's videos that you can find on YouTube now of just like him uh, taking challenges when he was, you know, 17 or 18 years old, right? And just, uh, just annihilating people. You know, like everybody is in his corner, like, oh, oh, oh. You know, every time he let his hook out, and then the other guys just like it just gets crickets. Because just right. Biggie was just so much, uh, uh, you, so much you better. could just lay down any beat, and he could just start yep. rapping something that sounded pre-written and yeah, you know. oh yeah, oh yeah. Which I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is like, well, let me let me think of like a opportunity I could use this one. But still, I mean, that's still coming up with stuff you know, right off the top of your head, and you're still fitting it into the stuff. Yep, and and. St- a lot of it is made up on the spot because you have to. You have to, yeah. Because I mean, if, if that's how you to, fit to, it. Yeah, to, to, whether it's to, to Joan on, you know, the guy that you're rapping against or, right. you know, or something that he said previously in his rap. Exactly. You, know, I mean, yeah. you, you got to gotta be able to retort. Yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> and I think, you know, this, this guy comes from the uh, 80s, early 90s hellhole that was New York. Uh, I mean, the the place was the nasty as fuck, you know, coming out of the ghetto, being big and fat, being ugly as fuck. The guy's ugly as fuck. Yeah. Cockeyed like a motherfucker. You know, I mean, he had a, he had a lot going against him, but still managed to become the cream of the crop of, of rap music until he was shot, you know. And one of the most notorious. One of the. the its name. There you go. One of the most notorious. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't think he was that bad of a guy. I mean, he m- might have done stuff when he was younger, you know, that uh, people would be like, well, that's kind of bad. But given his environment, you know, sure. like the, the guy was was very nice. He had kids that he loved. He took care of, you know, uh, his wife or ex-wife or baby mama, whatever the hell they call it at the time, you know. I mean, took care of her. He made sure all his family was taken care of. The first thing he did when he made his money was buy his mama house. Mm-hmm. You know, he's was was just a good guy you know right so yeah man so i mean that's 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 our uh we're done with our discussion I'm i think so unless you have up. any more you no? I, I i don't have anything else i think we've covered a good amount i, I mean there's so. there's plenty of musicians that we didn't talk about that oh yeah overcame adversity um so we could go on for a while about it i'm sure we could but that is uh it's it's kind of interesting to look at you know not everyone in music was somebody middle class who they're not all miley cyrus for christmas yeah, right. yeah. they're not or all miley cyrus like miley cyrus who is rich right. already right from her dad's shitty music and then and she, she made goes shitty, on to music. Make shitty music and then now her kids are gonna make shitty music family legacies fuck she's gonna make a song about her dead dog and nobody's gonna give a shit <laughs> absolutely absolutely she will write a song about that fucking stupid uh, she dog. probably already did well, it's not the dog's fault, but, you know, whatever. That fucking stupid dog. Fucking dog. It was associated with her. Fucking dog. <laughs> that dog probably killed itself. It probably <laughs> did, dude. <laughs> like that episode of South Park with Paris Hilton and the fucking <laughs> her chihuahua kills himself and then she gets butters to be her little teddy bear. Yep. Oh, my God. Same thing happened in that household, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. That dog killed itself. Killed itself. I can't fucking stand this. Fucking can't stand that shit. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for us from Soundwave. Wait, that, that is all that from is Sound. all that we will Wave. be doing tonight. Tonight. Thank we, you all for listening. We are robots. This is Eric with my partner, <laughs> Rick. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. <laughs> that was great. We're awesome. High five. High five. Yeah, good five. All right, Rick, why don't you throw a spiel out there? All right, well, this has been Soundwave with Blind Ninja Studios with Rick and Eric. Uh, Stu and the Wild Man, for all you listening. Stu, Stu, Stu and the Wild Man. Wild Man's here. And uh, we, uh, we have fun recording Soundwave. We hope you have fun listening. If you do, or if you don't, send your comments to feedback at blindninjastudios.com and uh, you can always check out all of the other shows. We got a bunch of shit going on. There's a bunch of shit. There's videos, there's shows. You can find all of our content through our website, www.blindninjastudios.com That's www.blindninjastudios.com Yep. If you want to informally socialize with us, you can always hit us up on the Facebook or the Twitter, facebook.com slash blindninjastudios and at blind underscore ninja for the Twitter. Uh, you got it right. That's the second time. Uh, that's the second week in a row. You got our Twitter handle right. It's so good. I would tell you where you can find our podcasts, but if you're listening to it, you already know. Um, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> we have videos on the YouTube. If you just search for Blind Ninja Studios, you'll find our channel and get on there. You can see Eric cooking shit. Yes. Eric cooked shit. I like to cook stuff. And it's a good recipe. And it's, it's great. It's good stuff. More um, coming soon. Yep. Stuff coming up. There's little, also... little side note. I actually tried to record another episode of Gamer's Kitchen last week. Yeah. And uh, I was in the middle of probably about the most important cooking like process for that episode. Camera battery died. That's a bummer. I was by myself. And I was like... Fuck. Now I have to go and buy another $40 worth of groceries and re-record this shit. <laughs> but we will do it but we will for do it. you, the listeners and watchers. Just for you guys. There's also more videos on there. We're, we've got stuff in the works. Um, it's taken a little longer than expected to get off the ground, but that's what happens when you start venturing into media. Yep. Everything yeah. takes longer than you think. When you always, when y'all, everybody works full-time jobs and... Uh, right. But we, we are, we are on it. Um, and we're, we're getting ready to put out more content. There's a, more exciting stuff coming that I can't talk about. There's plenty of cool shit that we're going to have going on. And also, as always, our shit that is already going, our podcast and stuff. There's also, you can go on Patreon if you Patreon. want to give us a little bit of doll hairs. Bless us because we are full-time employees. We work our asses off. We do then, put a lot more time in than than people would think. Yeah, to this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's it, a lot of behind it, the scenes and getting prepared and it takes some effort setting up and planning and meetings and all that stuff that we have to go through cuz we are an official business and we have to do things to be a business. Yes. We there, try. There's a lot of shit. And a big part of that business stuff is financial, which there's not a lot of because <laughs> all of us have <laughs> our own bills and bills. So if you guys like listening, no, but we're not trying to guilt anyone here. But if you like listening, you can give us some money. If you don't want to, everything's still going to be free that we're currently doing. And you can always check out all that crap. But if you want to go, you can find it through our website, blindninjastudios.com. You can also go to Patreon and search Blind Ninja Studios. That's uh, pledge as little as a dollar a month. The, the one thing that I always try to say is that it, it doesn't matter how much you give. If you give something that just shows that you care, that we're here, mm-hmm. that we're doing what we do, and and you want us to stick around. Yeah, so. I mean, even it's less about the money and more about knowing that people are interested in hearing what we're doing. Exactly. And watching what we're doing. That that gives us the drive and motivation to keep doing it. Exactly. Knowing that people want us to keep doing it. So, 
As you can hear by the vinyl our, sound. Our intro, or our outro is out. I'm going to have to stop the turntable soon on this yes. thing. And we are, we're going to depart. Later.